Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest team building podcast. All right, what is up, peeps? Joshua Smith here with my good friend, Jeff Cohn. Uh, We are here with the GSD Mode Podcast and the Team Building Podcast. So we're going to change things up today. So um, um, if if you're a GSD Mode Podcast listener, follower, um, you know all about our GSD Mode Podcast. You probably have have seen Jeff on the podcast. We've had him on uh, a couple different times to talk about all his amazing success, how he built his epic team. Um, um, But what we wanted to do today um, is create, uh, uh, because Jeff also has his dope epic podcast. If you haven't checked out the team building podcast, check it out, man. It's awesome, right? So it's it's all centered around how to go out there and and create a a real estate business, a true business, right? So what we decided is, is let's just, let's just join forces, do a, do a co-podcast today um, um, and really talk about um, automation, technology, efficiency, effectiveness, um, um, and how we can utilize so many tools that exist out there uh, uh, to be the best versions of ourselves, to be more effective, to get more done in less time, as well as how to utilize a lot of these tools to go out there and prepare ourselves for the changing industries to come. So um, um, yeah, dude, I'm stoked for this, Jeff. Yeah, dude, totally. And it was fun having you intro. Um, Josh was going to come on our podcast and then I was going to get on his like a week later. And I said, let's just combine the two. So we're repping both podcasts today. Josh, thanks for the opportunity. I'm excited to be in front of your audience and I'm excited to have you. I think you said it's the first time I'm going to have you in front of mine. So really excited for this topic. We were talking off air a little bit about the industry and how our commissions are constantly being challenged. And for that agent that wants to continue to be profitable, if they're not making as much, what changes need to take place? And um, Josh and I have both built very successful businesses, uh, both in residential real estate and outside of residential real estate. And we have some life hacks we want to share with you guys. They might not all even be business specific. I want to talk about some other things I've done outside of my business specific tasks to help me lead and live the life of my dreams and be the best version of myself, like you said. So um, before doing that, just a few housekeeping items for uh, my audience. I want to remind everybody and Josh's of our first upcoming regional workshop. We're going to be hosting it in Miami, Florida. Josh would love to have you come out if you want to come out to that. It's on January 16th. Um, So people are flying in on the 15th and it's a full day workshop on the 16th. The cost is only $297. But if you're part of Josh's network, you just put in the word J-O-S-H, capital J, lowercase O-S-H, and we'll give you guys $100 off. So it'll be $197 if you're part of Josh's network. And I just let everybody else know about it in my podcast. So it's, all, it's also going to be $100 off for everybody in my network. Just put in Josh's name, J-O-S-H, and tell Josh thank you. So super uh, jacked about our workshop in January. It's just like the Omaha workshop, Josh, that you came out to a few years ago, except we wanted to take it somewhere warm. You do not want to be in Nebraska in January. Yeah, I love it, dude. Yeah, and, and man, you, you definitely, I mean, you guys, you guys kill it with those. It's, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody, and this really comes, this is, this is a hack, right? So it, it, it's congruent with what we're talking about today, but- um, you know, I was talking with somebody and they're like, they're, they're asking about, um, you know, growth in their business and, and, and whatever. And I'm like, look, you know, one, one of the things that I think I was blessed with, and you and I got in the business around the same time, mm-hmm. so we're probably both blessed with this is there was no YouTube. 
There was no Facebook. There weren't really any podcasts out there. You know, right? So we had to, 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 to witness that. Like we had to jump on airplanes and go out there and shout. Like I've been, I've jumped on an airplane and spent a day overseeing your whole entire operation as well as, you know, almost every top uh, producing agent uh, uh, in the country, right? Um, you know, so when you're shadowing live with that, you know, there, there's an element that you don't get, you know, here um, um, that you can't see on YouTube, right? Because it's right. like, look, we can all have that information. Yeah, right. But the thing that you don't pick up on is like when I'm shadowing somebody, like when I come out to, to Omaha and shadow you, like I want to see, you know, when, when, when one of your teammates or staff members comes up and asks you a question, like I, I, I want to see, you know, what the focus that? looks like, how you respond. Like I want to see like how fast you walk, you talk, you eat, you know, yeah. right? Because um, the only way that we can go out there and achieve the success we want is we must become the person first. Yeah, right. So you've got to really laser in on their behaviors, their, their disciplines, their traits. And you can't see that. Like those that watch the GSDMO podcast, yeah, right. I mean, they, they get a lot of the podcasts, but they don't see how I operate and, yep. and, and the, intens- you know, the intensity and the, the intentional focus you know, from those daily interactions. Um, so, so no, dude, yeah, I you, and I know you're big into health and fitness and that's been a big part of my life the last 12 months. Um, something interesting using that as the parallel is imagine if you want to become a marathon runner and you get on a podcast every week and listen to people talk about running, which is super valuable, but how much better would it be if you went and met with some of those professional runners and got to spend a day literally in their shoes, following them, talking about their runs, watching the way that they train, watching the, their nutrition and paying attention to all of those idiosyncrasies that make them what they are. And I couldn't agree with you more, dude. Um, it's, been, it's awesome getting in front of people. So one of the hacks I think Josh is going to suggest here is go out in person. If you want to be somebody, pick that somebody you want to be more like and see if you can go spend a day with them or a half a day. I call them informational interviews and just spend a half day or a full day. Most people don't charge for it. I never had to pay a dime on any of the visits I went on. And I know, Josh, when I hosted you, I didn't charge you anything either. Um, you know, a lot of times people will just pay it forward. And I think that that's one of the best ways to learn and to grow. Yep. Yep. hundred percent, dude. So, all right, man. So let's, you know, cause I want to kind of maybe just segment this out. Um, just so we, we have some different focuses. So, you know, a, a lot of people get so focused on business. Yeah. Right. But they don't take that same intention over into their personal life. And again, there's like this whole work-life balancing. At the end of the day, it's all time. It's all, it's all life. It all matters. Yep. Yeah, right. So, you know, these hacks that make us more efficient and more effective apply in each aspect of our life. So let's maybe start with uh, um, our personal lives. Dude, I've yeah, got right. one right now out of the gate. I had a personal call yesterday with one of my clients and we were talking about where am I failing? And it was interesting because as I look at my businesses, I feel like I, I have failures just like anyone, but my bigger failures aren't in my business. In my opinion, there's more failures that I've experienced in my personal life. One of them has to do with my relationship with my significant other. And so I'm just going to be straight authentic. I have always authentic and show up this way, but my relationship isn't what I want it to be. It wasn't as perfect as I would like it to be. I will have been married 15 years in February. And so I decided to put a huge focus on that over the last couple of months. And one of the hacks that was actually suggested to me by my wife was to put an app on my phone and it's a gratitude app. And every day I get a reminder at 8 p.m. at night to put something in my phone of what I'm grateful for. Instead of focusing on what people around me aren't doing, which is one of my problems is constantly you know, processing where, where is she not showing up the way I want her to show up, I'm now taking the opportunity to, to sit back, reflect over the last 24 hours and say something I'm grateful for. And I've been doing that practice for over 90 days and it's totally, I feel like reshaped the way I look at her, the way I interact with her, the, the appreciation I have for her. 
Um, it's just made a big difference. And it's such a simple act. And you think, oh, just, just thinking about what you're grateful for is going to change things. It absolutely did. So are you just entering those like in the notes on your phone or do you have an actual um, app? There, it's actually at the, in the app. I think it costs, it might've been a dollar. I just looked up, look up gratitude app. Um, it, I, I just enter it into there and you know, I, I put like everything, like um, things that I wouldn't want anyone else to see. And in the notes on your phone, that usually syncs like with your iCloud or syncs with Google. Um, so this particular app keeps everything private so I can put whatever I want in there um, of the things that I'm grateful for. And it's been really awesome, man. And you can add images, you can do whatever um, with what you add there. So just find an app. I mean, it's simple. Just, there's lots of different op opportunities. Like you said, you could use notes if you wanted to, but it's more that that reminder piece. Cause if I didn't have the reminder, I probably wouldn't think of it. And it's just an easy little hack. It just automatically hits my screen and it reminds me, Oh, take a moment of self-reflection to address what I'm grateful for with my spouse. You could do it for employees. You could do it for whatever. Yeah. I love it, dude. It's one of my, one of my mentors and coaches, Darren Hardy, you know, he interviewed in success magazine. I can't remember the dude's name, but it was one of the like Dale Earnhardt and one of the, whoever, one of the top NASCAR drivers was on the planet at the time and, uh, or still could be. And, and he's like, Hey, our, our audience is entrepreneurs. Um, what's one piece of, of ending advice, like the biggest piece of advice that you could give them. So they can go out there and create massive success. Like you have dominated your industry and, right. and, he, and he's like, pay attention to what you focus on as if your life depends on it because it does. And he's like, the, the example we gave is when I'm taking those turns at 200 some miles an hour, you know, right. He goes, I don't, I don't focus on the wall. When I focus on the wall, bam, I hit it. Right. Like I pick my lane with that. So what you focus on, you know, matters. Right. So even the day, like we all have elements where we annoy the shit out of each other with our, you know, you know whatever. Sure. Of course. That's, that's, that's 15%. The other 85% is awesome. So easy to get so focused on that. Yeah, right. Compared to to all the great stuff. So I love yep. it. The other thing I want to mention, and this can apply to anything, but I'm going to stay on the personal relationship side. And I would love it, Josh. And I don't know if you've ever talked about this, but would love you to share something on your end as well. Uh, maybe a challenge you've had there, because I know for a lot of agents, even the top producing agents, a lot of their marriages are struggling and or failing. And so what I did is when I self-reflected, and this is what I shared with one of my coaching clients yesterday, I asked myself, how many hours a week do I spend learning how to be better at business? How many podcasts do I listen to? How many podcasts do I conduct? How many books do I read? How many people do I meet? How many co conferences do I go to? How many hours do I spend masterminding? And then I thought about how many of those exact same activities do I do to improve my marriage, to show up as a better dad, to show up as a better husband, to show up as a better friend, you know, to my, my best friends. And I was like, it's pretty humbling. I'm like, ah, no time. I, I'm not investing any time. So of course the result's not going to be what I want it to be because I'm not putting in that same energy. And so I started thinking more about what podcasts could I listen to? And I started listening to some podcasts that are relationship based. I started buying books, listening to books on, on audio, um, talking to people like you, like people I have a lot of respect for asking them. I, the question I like to ask people is what do you like to do for fun with your significant other? Because my wife and I have struggled. Like we're so different. We're complete opposites. I'm like, what do you do for fun? Like go for walks on the beach, work out together, watch movies, watch TV, whatever. And that's been like a really fun question to ask people. They sit back like, wow, no one's ever, no one really asks me that. I'm like, why don't people talk about this more often? And I think they don't talk about it because it's awkward. No one wants to say, hey, I have a, a struggling relationship, but everyone listening right now is probably cued in going, I have a struggling relationship too. I can't wait to hear these guys and find out what's working for them. So where's an area maybe for you, Josh, that you guys have struggled that you had to make some changes and overcome something? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and here, you know, were you, were you led with this and started with this? Um, you know, it's like, look, I'm, I'm struggling business, struggling my marriage. And, and I, and I think that that's really important that everybody knows that of, 
you know, like in the day of social media, my, my favorite meme I've ever seen on, on, on social media was my prayer for you is that someday your life actually become as cool as you make it look on Facebook. Right. So, you know, it, it, it's like, look guys, like I, I, I get it in that. Like, I'm not going to go out there and post a big fight that I just have in my spouse. Like we're only seeing the good parts, you know, right. Course, but the best. We come into this comparison mode of, 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 you know, like people, like everybody don't, it doesn't have the problems or whatever. Like dude, there, there's, like we're always leveling up. We're always improving. Perfection is a hologram. It doesn't exist, you know, right? Like Jeff and I were just talking a couple of weeks ago and even though our, our real estate businesses, like most people think they're doing great and, and whatever. Uh, um, um, and we build great businesses, but dude, like we constantly have struggles. Like you just, it just have different pains. If you're broke, you got money problems, you got money, you got money problems, right? So, you know, same thing with relationships. So I don't want anybody to think that by any means it's perfect. So, um, um, you know, it's a lot of intentional work. But um, about two years ago, I hired a, a peak performance coach, you know, right, who, who is a psychologist um, um, and, and she just found her gift to be working with entrepreneurs and hard driving um, um, executives. Uh, and uh, um, and it's, it's business stuff, personal, like anywhere that I have blocks, anywhere that mm -hmm. I can level up and do a lot of it came down to, to our overall marriage. And kind of like you talked about with, with taking the intentional time um, to, to add the skill sets and the tool sets. Yeah. Right. Like we would blow up and, and, you know, have fights over certain things. Um, um, and the reality is dude, like I didn't have the, the skill set, the tools to be able to comprehend what she was trying to communicate to me. Yeah. I just get defensive and then we go back and forth and, and it right. wasn't serving anybody. And, you know, just books like, you know, reading like the five love languages and understanding, you That's know, uh, um, what that looks like. So like my wife and I, of course, we, you know, both read the five love languages. Like we know what that looks like for each other. And, mm -hmm. and, and by no means do uh, are we perfect I, with it, but it improves. I, I also disked my wife. You yeah. I was going to say that's the next that. thing. Yeah. Run a disc test on your significant other. She's a 99 S 99 C. And I'm of course, 99 I 99 D polar opposites. Um, but the love languages were interesting. We both have the same ones. I was surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. So I, you know, same thing. I, 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 I didn't, my coach told me to have, you know, disc my wife. Cause she's like, look, dude, you know, you, and then here's what's cool. I like, you gotta, you gotta have ways to correlate. Yeah. Right. So, um, like my peak performance coach, like I love business and I understand business. I don't necessarily understand relationships. Right. So, um, but when things were showing up, you know, she would correlate it in a way where it made sense in business and how, I would make that decision, but also how it would help me grow in business. You know, like one thing that she always says to me is, look, you know, your, your wife is, is your greatest teacher. Like subconsciously, um, she is going to challenge you where you are weak. So these are growth moments. Yeah, right. So you need to be able to reflect and process and understand what is truly going on there without getting emotional and, and, and be able to process yeah. those. And, you know, so, so it was cool with, with the disc is uh, my wife, dude, she, she, she took the disc and she got so intrigued by it. So she's actually now went through all the disc courses and trainings and she's, a, oh, she's really? through disc now to go what? to the trainings. And, um, but then That's now awesome. she gets me and understands me better with that. Um, you know, and, and then like with the overall family, dude, like we just, you know, it comes down to the whole quote of never sacrifice what you want most for what you want in the moment. And always thinking about that end game. Like I know blink of an eye, I'm in my eighties on my deathbed. I'm going to have an internal reflection conversation of, you know, like what I do with this gift called life. Mm -hmm. I got pissed away or do I do something epic with it? What are my regrets going to be? And, and I know one of my regrets will, would be, um, if I am not intentional with this, of not being the best husband I could be and, and definitely not being the best father I can be to my kids and spend that time. So, mm -hmm. you know, now, now my wife and I, we've been together since we were 16 years old. 
so over half of our lives, right? So wow. um, we're 30, well, she's 36, I'm 37 now. Um, you know, right. Um, but even when we first started dating, you know, right. Um, cause my, I, my mom is on her, 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 uh, sixth marriage. Um, so I experienced what? a lot of course as a kid. So I'm like, no, like wow. I want like, like this is, this is going to be a go for the long term. And like, dude, like early on, we were just like, look, there's no, like, we're just not going to, we're just not going to partake in guy night and girl nights. Like, like, you know, like we're just going to do that. Like we're either like doing it together. And if we have friends that don't want to get together as couples, enjoy each other's company as a couple, like we're just not going to hang out with them. Same thing when we had kids, like, look, we got this short, brief window of time to invest with our kids. Um, and, if, and if we don't, like, we're going to regret that. Yeah, right. Right? We made a commitment where we don't have hobbies, you know, outside of, of family hobbies. Like, everything that we do together is as a family, you know, and, and being very intentional with that. I remember, I remember being in Omaha, like, you were asking, like, well, what do you do for fun? Yeah, I remember and that. I'm like, no, no. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean, I do things for fun, but it's all... With all family specific yeah, right, like, and yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in the other camp and maybe this has caused some problems but of course i have almost a weekly guy night and have a group of guys we go out and we'll, we'll work out together i mean it might, might be more of a workout thing but uh, my wife has some things she does on her own and i think it's fine every couple's different i think the most important thing we have something that i did a lot on my mission trip in brazil called companionship inventory and if you've ever seen two mormon missionaries walking around they assign you a person you don't know and you have to live with them for six weeks and about every six to 12 weeks, they'll, get, they'll assign a new person. And so you live with people that you cannot stand. And so they don't want you constantly complaining every single day about the things that are bothering you. So they have a time that they recommend every Sunday or whenever you make the time. They call it companionship inventory. And really the goal was to spend that hour letting them know what might maybe is bothering you and then give them any compliments if you want to give them an attaboy. And so I've implemented that in our marriage. We've, my wife and I have come together and decided every Sunday night would be the night where we could bring up any concerns we have. We can compliment each other on what's going really well and then bring up any issues that we might be experiencing. What's nice about that is then it's not a daily issue for people that are constantly in that rut where they're fighting. You said that 15%. The problem is 15% of the time is bad, but then people focus 90% of their time on the 15% of the time that's bad. And so that little... That little hack, just having that 20 or 30 minutes of self-actualization on Sunday evenings where we can come together and say, hey, you know, things have been going really well, but this is one area I'd like us to improve. That's made a really big difference. One other thing you said, Josh, that hit me hit home with me was we, my wife and I went to a marriage retreat in Jackson Hole about a month, two months ago. And the word that came up a hundred times was self-confront. And I think people have a very hard time ever taking responsibility for what, how they're not showing up in a relationship and they always want to blame it on the other person. And this applies to our businesses. This applies to health, supplies to everything. People don't want to own anything. Extreme Ownership is a great book that speaks to this. The, the whole idea behind this, work, this workshop that we went to was to simply self-confront. So when you're upset about something with your significant other, you ask yourself, what role have you played in that thing that's bothering you? And if you approach them to have a conversation, you first address how you know you've played a role. And then you can address the role they're playing and you can come to them and the idea of let's come together from a neutral position to solve a problem instead of just saying, hey, I'm pissed you're not doing the dishes or I'm upset the house isn't picked up or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, it's dude, relationships aren't 50-50, it's 100% zero, right? And uh, a piece of advice I got a long time ago was you can either have a great relationship or you can be right, but you can't have both. You know, like, yeah, kind of pick your battles and and and, and do like you said with, um, you know, like you, you, you got to allow for a, a 
like permission, if you will, for the other person um, um, to be able to communicate with you. Like just this morning, right? Because like, like, dude, us, us hard driving entrepreneurs, like we get in our lanes. We're, we're extremists, right? So, you know, um, um, I don't always know, but my wife, like, like I've been into your projects trying to get so many things done, you know, before the first of the year, you know, grinding, you know, sometimes 20 hour days, like whatever it takes right now, like I'm doing it, right? So, so my wife comes up to me this morning, like this is just like two hours ago. And she's like, hey, like, she's like, um, you haven't been paying attention to me. She's like, I need some time. Like, like tonight, like I, I need some time. So I'm like, all right, cool. Right. But I was so in my lane, you know, right. Um, I, I didn't have awareness of it, but she can come to me and say those things without like before I would have been like, you know, like, oh, dude, like, well, I'm doing this for the family. You need to support right. me. Yeah. Right. Look, like, exactly. you know, like, I, I hear this all the time from, from uh, uh, entrepreneurs of like, oh, dude, my wife isn't bought in on my goals and whatever. Your spouse doesn't need to be bought in on goals. And most of the time it's not. Like you look at two magnets that are the same, they repel. Yeah, right? Um, like my, my wife has zero goals. She's not driven. She thinks everything I do is silly as shit. Like she doesn't, you know, right? Like she isn't, you know, right? Um, and it's like, cool, look, we balance each other out. You know, right? Um, she doesn't have to have my same goals. I don't need to have her same goals. We don't even need to other, understand why each other goals are like why they have those goals like she can't relate or can't understand why i have my goals but we have to respect them you know right. and support each other with those and and it becomes huge dude um well that was one of the the biggest things i took out of that couples retreat is they said they talked about the word intimacy and they said intimacy is when you're making space for another person even when it's painful and so like loving the person you're with but understanding like we always learn oh when people get married or when they choose to live together like two worlds are coming together but we're still each our own individual person the other person on the other end isn't going to change and become us. We don't want them to change and become us. Otherwise, it'd be too freaking, for me, it'd be too crazy people trying to coexist. And so I think this has been a great topic, a very interesting topic. We did not talk about this, by the way, for yeah. our audience before we got on. I was probably not prepared to say the things I've said. So hopefully everything's come across okay. So let's move out of relationships. Yeah, well, I got one last thing I want to add to that, though. Just Go one ahead. last thing that I think is so important, right? So because you talk about hobbies together. Yeah, right. Um, and I'm not saying like you don't have to have all the same hobbies, but but like my wife and I, you know, every time we talk about oh date nights, like dude, we just can't do date nights consistently. Like, you know, we got five companies, three kids, we're busy, 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 right? So but we work out, like we both work out, so we work out every day together for that hour, right? We're like, you know, we hike together, we snowboard together, whatever. Um, you know, but but where, where I'm going with this is like sex matters, right? Like like be very intentional about your sex life, right? Um, you know, um, and that comes to you know, like, like you got to ask yourself, like I, I take care of my body in a certain way because I want my wife to be attracted to me. Like, it's like, I owe it to her to be in great shape um, and have a great body that she's attracted to. Yeah. Right. So like, I'm like, so many people get married and they're like, Oh, well, I'm married now. I'm like, what the right. fuck is that? Right, time to relax. Sign up for, like, like you got better at least maintain or improve what they signed up for. Right. Um, um, but be intentional with your sex life, man. Like, like we are, you know, uh, like, you know, well, I'm probably more hardcore, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, you know, it, you're like, hey, I'm on the national. Yeah, like, hey, so I'm, I'm people guys, they like, say there's three main reasons people get divorced. I think number one, sex, money, and in-laws. They say those yeah. are the big, the big ones. So obviously your appearance is huge. Also the way you're showing up in the relationships probably equally as important or more important too. Yeah. And then, you know, there's things like those, like little, like monthly boxes, like chicks get for makeup and whatever. 
like, do we get like a monthly sex kit? Yeah, right. That, that just, you know, it, it's just like different little things that like we get excited for and then we use. And then where do you get that from, Josh? Um, I, 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 I have to get it from my wife, but I'll throw a link in here. But All right, do it, dude. Right? it's like it's like spicing it up. So like, you know, like like we uh, um, do this thing where um, like each week we say something that we want the other person to, to, you know, do for each other. So like she'll be like, oh, I want you to buy me an outfit that you think is sexy. Right. And so of course all mine is like sex, right? I'm like, I, I want to have sex in a public place. Yeah. Right. Or something like that. We're like, like we're looking for like a dressing room or like a, oh a, a, you know, like somewhere like, you know, whatever, but it's, you know, it's having that same intensity, just like you were. Yeah, that's awesome. You're yeah, making right. space for it though. And you're communicating. And I think that's huge. Um, the point you made earlier where your wife could come up to you and say, Hey, I need some time with you. Some couples can't do that. They're intimidated to do it. Or to your point, some people, I think men, primarily have issues with this hope that it's not too sexist to say that but I feel like we'll say I'm doing it for the family I'm making these sacrifices you don't appreciate it but it doesn't matter if you're making all the sacrifices in the world if you're not spending time with your significant other and if they're feeling like they're not important um last comment on relationships I had made the mistake every year we'd have a Christmas party and when I went to a Christmas party for our team this is at like the, a big Berkshire Hathaway event. There's a thousand people there. I always focused on the agents from my team and their significant others because a lot of times the Christmas party was the time I was meeting their significant others for the first time. And my wife was always in the background. I, I like rarely would have her on my arm because I'm too fast, I'm too intense, and I'm person to person to person to person. And this year, the event was coming up and she said, hey, I'm really worried about going to the event. And I was like, what are you talking about? You're worried about going to the social event? And she's like, I just don't feel like you make me a priority. And we had a conversation about it. I said, I'm going to blow your mind. This year, it's going to be totally different. And the whole event, she was my number one. Everyone else was my number two. And who doesn't want their significant other to make them their number one? So for, I think a great way to end this segment, we'll move on to something else, is how are you making your significant other your number one? How are you showing up in that relationship? How are you making sure that you're speaking their language? And I think the best book out of this is, the, the five love languages that that book changed our relationship. It's awesome. Yeah, and then of course, remember, discs, if you can get your significant yeah. other to take the disc and, and dude, that was awesome, you, man. Yeah. When you said number one, right. Just always remember, cause right. A lot of entrepreneurs, like they, they start creating a success and then the, you know, they, they think less of their wife. Just always remember she was your number one fan. Like, like when nobody supported you, like she was your number one fan, like never forget that. Right. So so second point, you talked about health. I think I'd love to talk about health for a couple minutes because in the last 12 months, I've lost 70 pounds. Um, I lost focus on health and I had the mindset of oh, F it. All I care about is success in business and I have eight companies and I'm running, running, running. And I made an intentional choice to not think about the foods that I was putting into my body. I always worked out. I've worked out six days a week my whole life, but I was eating 4,000 calories a day. I, was have, I had a weightlifter diet, but I wasn't lifting for six hours. So I gained a lot of fat. And you saw me, Josh, probably when I was probably the heaviest I ever got was 320 pounds. And I know you have a, a similar story that you can share if you want to. Um, so I'd love to talk about a few hacks in regards to health. I know our audience would love to learn a little bit more about how they could maybe step up their health. And we're coming into the new year. A lot of times health is something that someone chooses to change. So my one give uh, to everyone what I've learned when it comes to health is just to be consistent. So often, like you'll cheat one day on your diet and then you'll cheat for a week and then you'll say, F it, I'm going to cheat this month. And for me, I can gain 15 pounds in a month. 
I can also lose 15 pounds in a month. And so what I've seen over the last 12 months to be able to lose 70 pounds, it's just a, simply you got to be consistent, but you have to be okay when you fail. Don't let the failure be an excuse to continue to fail. Let it be a learning opportunity. A lot of times when I would cheat with food, I'd, I'd eat something I shouldn't eat. I'd stop and grab fast food. It's because I wasn't prepared for being hungry. And so now I have stuff everywhere I go. I have my, I have nuts. I, I do keto most of the time. So I have jerky, healthy keto jerky. I have nuts. I have protein shakes. Um, I have keto shakes. I have, I have food everywhere. So when I have that moment of like, oh man, I need to have something, I have it right there for me. So that would be my one hack for anybody wanting to change their health uh, in 2019. Yeah, I mean, my, my my hack, which I don't know if it's really a hack, but it, it hopefully gets you to take action on it, um, is to understand why you're doing it. Yeah, right? Because um, it's not just about the aesthetics, you know, right? I mean, like for me, I, I'm okay with admitting that, you know, like, dude, I'm vain. Like I want to... <laughs> Like I do, I like walking into a room and like knowing that, you know, uh, um, like, Hey man, I'm in the top 1% income earners in this room. I have the best body in this room. And you know, I go to the pool in the, in the summertime, you know, I have the six pack, whatever, like, like, dude, I, it makes me feel good. You call that ego. Like, I don't give a shit. Like the reality is I'm just honest with myself when it makes me feel good. Right. Um, but, but it's not just about that. Right. Uh, um, you know, think about, you know, again, why are you doing this? Right. So, so how do it, when you when you dial in your health and, and, and your energy management, it's going to allow you to be so much more effective at work. It's going to do, allow you to be so much more confident, be a better parent, be a better spouse, be a better friend. Yeah, right. Um, and think about the long game. You know, people don't think about the long game, man. But the, the second that your waist circumference, like around your belly button, um, um, gets um, above half what your height is, that starts, that starts putting immense pressure on your kidneys. And that's where you start getting high blood pressure and, 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 you know, shit just starts going really negative. Yeah. Right. So, um, do you want to be around? Like, what do you want the end of this life to look like? Man, right. I mean, that's so many people. Like when you go around, I mean, dude, I mean, you got, you got, they, they say stats like, Oh, 80% of people overweight, 50% obese is like bullshit, dude. Yeah, right? Dude, like I, I'm guessing 80% of people out there are obese today. Yeah. Um, well, the, the saddest thing is they're skinny, fat people, meaning oh, yeah. people are thin. There's people with eight packs that are unhealthy. They're smoking every day. They don't eat anything. I mean, you can be skinny, fat. So I think it's funny. I, vain, vainness is obviously my thing too. I love that you owned it. I want to look good. I don't want to just be successful and wealthy and then not have the body to follow. Um, there was a book, I think it was Tim Ferriss's four hour work week where he said he never wanted to be the fat guy in the red Porsche. Yeah. And it was hilarious. When I read it, I was the fat guy in a gray Porsche and I'm like, <laughs> I was 320 bucks. I had a gray Porsche. And I was like, damn it. That's me. I was like, I don't want to be that guy. You know, no one wants to feel like they don't look good. And not everyone necessarily needs to aspire to have a six pack, but I do know that everyone should try to be the best version of themselves. And when it comes to diet, like we want to live longer. That, that was my number one why. I want to be able to go skiing with my kids when I'm 60 years old. You know, you see these grandparents that are at the zoo and they're running around and they're chasing their grandkid toddlers. That's the kind of grandparent I want to be. I don't want to be the grandparent that can't even bend over to tie their shoes, which yeah, is man. most grandparents. Yeah. And then, and then like, and those are all great, great things, right? Um, but then also when we don't make it like, when we think about the other consequences, you know, right? Typically you, 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 like when you just observe others, you see two obese parents walk in a restaurant, falling behind them are two obese kids. You know, like, like what are the behaviors and, and disciplines and habits um, that you were teaching your kids? You know, right? So um, like we're, we're, we're ex extreme on, on, you know, with, with our diet and organic, you know, eating all organic. And it's like, check this out. My eight-year-old not too long ago goes to a birthday party um, and they offer him cake. 
And he's like, he, he's like, no, I don't want birthday cake. He's like, it'll mess with my six pack. You know, right? Like this is the turn down cake, you know, right? Oh, no. uh, my kids, you know, they might sound like little snobs, but they'll go to people like, oh, do you want this? And they're like, oh, is it organic? Oh, oh no, I, I, it has too much sugars. I can't eat that. Right. Well, why can't you have sugars? Oh, well, it leads to diabetes and this, 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 like my kids are educated. Right. Um, um, and like I said, like sometimes like, oh, that came off as a snobby comment, but who gives a shit? Like, do I care about their health and their education more so than, than coming off like sounding like sure. a snob or hurting somebody, offending somebody sure. because they choose to be uneducated. So like kids don't do what you, you say, they do what you do. Right. So you got to lead by example, man. And are you instilling those right habits? Um, That's a great point. Obviously, I, I like the phrase. I get it from my church, but moderation in all things. Um, there, there's obviously a level you can take things to. And obviously, Josh, you and I probably have taken a lot of things in our life to the furthest level we could possibly take them. Um, I think that there's some moderation. Kids can have some birthday cake here or there. But I think overall, they need to understand it's not good for them. I would tell you, I didn't know it was unhealthy to eat sugar until I was probably in college, like I, you know, there's this whole low fat, no fat push. And like, there's all these different messages out there. I was confused. And you look at the foods that schools feed the kids at public schools. It's shocking what they choose to feed our, our kids. And so um, our kids, most of my kids bring a cold lunch to school every day. My wife spends the time to put that together for them. But absolutely, it's not what you say, it's what you do. And that doesn't just apply to our health. That applies to how we interact with each other. That applies to our work ethic. That applies to our spirituality. They're watching and they, they become us. So I think that's well, a great and, reminder. Yeah, you guys just got to understand, any type of artificial sugar, so like fructose, you know, uh, exactly, uh, that's corn it syrup, whatever, um, it can only be digested by the liver, right? So if you look at things that can only be digested by the liver, I mean, alcohol and certain narcotics, you know, right? So, um, um, uh, so when you're, when you're feeding your kids, those not only are you, are you leading them down the path to, to, to diabetes, like diabetes, right? Um, but dude, you're, you're, you're doing no different than if you were giving them Budweiser, right? I mean, it's having the same negative impact on fatty liver disease. So a juice box, you know, right? And there, there are some pediatricians out there and they get a lot of heat for this, but they're like, you're better off giving your kid a Bud Light than a juice box because at least they're not getting the sugars. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, look at all these kids at fifth, like in the fifth grade, dude, that have type 2 diabetes, have a ton of fat built up in their That's liver. Crazy, dude. Um, um, like, dude, would you give your kid a cigarette? No. Well, then quit fucking feeding them bullshit right. sugar. You know, right? And I just said, like, moderation. You know, I got the 90 10 rule, like, 9% yep. time strict. Right, moderation. 10% time we Flat. splurge. Yep. Last night, I was at Walgreens buying a gift card for my sister-in-law. She wanted a $50 gift card to Walgreens. Done. We're checking out, and my son goes, look at all the candy. And I said, all that candy's there because it's high in sugar, and people are addicted to it, and they know that a lot of people will buy that product when they leave the store. So they put all the sugar on the wall. But there was a bag of roasted almonds, and I said to him, there were like 75 items. I said, Levi, what's the most healthy item on the wall? If you were to have to pick the healthy choice and he said the, the roasted almonds, I said, absolutely go grab them. And I bought him roasted almonds. We ate them on the way home. And to me, that was a great way to teach him so that in the future he can choose the candy bar if he wants when he's on his own. But now when he thinks I want to be healthy, I want to be strong like dad, he's going to pick the roasted almonds. And so it's just a very small little thing. Like that's not hard to do. We just have to remember and be consistent. We have to make those choices for ourselves if we want those around us to follow. So dude, that was freaking awesome. Marriage, Health, let's add one more and then let's wrap this thing up. What's the audience want to hear about? Yeah, let's just talk about it. And this can be business or, or, or personal life because it's all the same. <clears throat> you know, like what are, you know, your, your top few um, picks of whether it's a piece of technology, an app, or, or just a, a behavior or like a daily mm -hmm. discipline that you follow 
um, that Dude, allows I'll, you to be more I'll efficient. give you one. Let's go rocket fire here. We'll go back and forth. I'll try to be under 30 seconds. Every time someone wants to have an appointment with me, I got so sick of going into my calendar. And we talked off air about some issues you had had recently. I get so sick of going in and saying, yes, I'm going. And then I have to go copy paste it in my calendar. And it's all this whole debacle. I just forward it to my personal assistant. I've never, I haven't added anything to my calendar for over a year. I have someone I just forward it to. You can have a virtual assistant for that, a personal assistant, but any activity like that, that's just mundane, like unsubscribing from emails as well. I forward it onto my virtual assistant with nothing in the email body. I just hit forward and she knows go in and unsubscribe at the bottom, but I'm not going to take the extra time. And you add that up over every day, every week, every month. It's probably 10 hours a month of time that I save myself by forwarding that to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, de delegation is massive, right? So, um, you know, uh, for, for me, and I guess where I'll start with this, cause this leads to everything else, um, is I take 20 minutes every single day. Um, and I do my, my daily planning and then daily reflection. And I always do this the night before I go to bed, uh, um, the evening before. So I'm, I'm reflecting on that day and then I'm planning the next per, uh, 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 perfect day. Right. So, um, during my reflection, I go through everything. So I have a, a 24 hour calendar and 15 minute increments and everything's accounted for uh, um, with that. And I, I line by line. Is that an electronic activity. calendar or do you have it in paper? Um, well, it, it, it's been paper up until recently. I started using a, uh, an app called any.do, um, uh, which is epic, dude, right? So, you know. I'm, is I've, dot D-O-T or is it just a period? We'll, we'll put a link. Um, so, yeah, any.do. Right. So, so pot, uh, period, uh, uh, DO. So like I can you know, speak to Siri with it. Um, you know, I like whatever my assistant can assign me stuff and there could be reoccurring tasks. He's saying I get chores, build out grocery lists, you know, all of that. Right. So, um, but when I'm, when I'm looking for that, the first thing is what, what did I get involved in today? That is not a good use of my time <clears throat> that needs to be eliminated. Right. So I just, I just go through it every day. Like, is it, is this, you know, I just try to eliminate as much as I can. Um, then from what, there, what, just for fun, what's an example of something, Josh? Um, a lot of times it's like like meetings that I got involved in. And, and sometimes it's like maybe, a, you know, like a, fir a first time event that I went to and realized like, okay, like been there. A, a recent example is, is our company Christmas party. Not my team Christmas party, but our brokerage Christmas party. Right. That I went to and I reflected, I was like, well, is this a good use of my time and investment of my time? Yeah, right. Meaning, you know, how many of my teammates showed up? What impact did they have there? What are the relationships that I make that might lead to other recruits for my team? Um, yep. And I reflected on, I made the decision of, okay, this is not good use of my time. I'm not going to attend in the future any, any of these events, right? The, so the, the great part, Josh, of that practice is you can also say, instead of not showing up, how could I have made better use of my time at the event? And you made the point that I, the reason I go to a lot of events is for recruiting. But if you win the event and you were like, I never had good conversations, all the people I'd want to recruit weren't there, then you can cut that out. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's really yeah smart. All, all those happen in the reflection process, right? So then if it's one of these things where it's like, okay, this was necessary, then it's, well, how can I become more effective or efficient with it? You know, right? And just you guys, little things add up. You know, right? Uh, um, um, so like, like my keys. Like I got sick and tired of having all these different keys and all this stuff. Mm. So I'm like, dude, I want to, I want to simplify everything. Like, I don't carry a wallet. Like here, here's my iPhone case yep. that has my, my ID and and you know a debit card, my personal credit card, my business credit card. Like, you know, I'm like, I just I want less shit. So um, I got this uh, uh, uh key. It's called Key Smart Pro. Um, on the Key Smart Pro, it's like a Swiss Army knife for keys. Yeah, right. So all my keys are organized. It's very clean. I don't have to shift through keys or mm. see what key fits what. I had a locksmith um, uh, in all of our buildings uh, uh, create a master key. So I have one key for all my buildings plus my house. 
Yeah, right. So it's all just that one key. Hey guys, and, if you rob Josh, just get that key and you're yeah, yeah, like, oh. just get that key, dude. Just get that. Key. <laughs> right. So and then though, you know, the KeySmart Pro has um, a built-in tile system. You know, right. So you know, the twice a year that I lose my keys, I have to hunt around for fifteen minutes. Right. But then also, it syncs with my phone, so if I lose my phone, I can't find it. You know, right. There's all those little tiny things add up, man. Yep. So um, um, just breaking those down. So that reflection process, man. It's just every day. How do I automate? You know, right. How do we become more efficient with every moment? So yeah. you, you reflect on the day, that day that you just had, make changes and adjustments based on what you have learned you had reflected on, and then you start planning for the next day. Now, obviously, you have a calendar, so you see that day that's coming up. So what would you add to the calendar? Or would you make adjustments at that point that night before? Yeah, so you know, on, my, on my physical calendar is, is just meetings you know, right, that I have for that day, like those set meetings. Then I, then I have a separate to-do list. Um, that I'll have. Um, and that's where I'll plug in and those 15 minute increments. And some things might take longer than 15 minutes. You know, right? But my goal every day is like, there, there's no reason anybody should ever have white space on your calendar. There's always something that we can do. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so then I just start filling in the to-do list uh, um, with that. So then like every second of my day is accounted for. Yep. Love it, dude. I, my call I had yesterday with one of the coaching clients that also came up, they asked, how do you do so much? How do you juggle so much? And I said, it's on my calendar. And they're like, well, yeah, but how do you put everything on your calendar? Like you just put it on the calendar, you make time for it and then you do it, but you don't have to spend an hour. Like people are spending too much time. They'll put a lunch appointment on their calendar for two hours. I can do a lunch appointment in 30 minutes. You know, like you can, you can cut a lot of time out. A lot of the fluff, I call it fluffy cat because I had an admin one day tell me a story for 30 minutes about her new cat. I did a test to see how long she'd keep going. If I asked follow-up questions, she spent 30 minutes talking to me about this cat. And I think how many times are we fluffy catting our time away? And so the yeah. best way to get out of a conversation for those that don't have the high D personalities like we do, Josh, that don't know how to end a fluffy cat conversation is say, I have an appointment or I have a call I have to take. That's how I get out of this. Like right now, Josh, I got a call. I got to take peace. Like that's the easiest way to get out when people are like, I don't know how to get out of the conversation. Uh, you have an appointment to go to, or you have a call or you have to go to the bathroom. Like there's always got to have that thing ready so you can move on to your next thing. Also yeah. phone appointments for me. People will hit me up all the time. They just want a random call with me. 15 minutes, never more than 15 minutes. And I can't believe how often I'll look at someone else's calendar. They're like, one hour phone appointment. I'm like, dude, what are you doing for an hour on a phone call with someone? You don't need an hour for that. That's ridiculous. Well, and then have a vetting process, right? So if anybody wants to set up a phone call with me, like a staff member or something, right? Um, um, you know, before I'll set up an appointment, it's, you know, okay, like what, what, is the, what is the topic that you want to have a conversation with? Mm. Um, what must happen during this time together for this to be a win, what is the biggest problem and frustration that you're experiencing, you know, that, that you want to discuss? What are you currently doing to make that a reality, right? 90% don't even get back to me and they solve their own problem. Yeah, right? Um, then from there, like with a phone call, like all the conversations, dude, like we started using Voxer, um, V-O-X-E-R, and it's just a walkie-talkie app. So five-minute fluff conversation, like it's just quick two, three-second back and forth, and I just have people communicate that way, and I just eliminate well, dude, I'll, I'll give you a shout-out. One of the things that's annoying to me with like, I have an Apple phone and for whatever reason, you can do like the voice recording, but you can't do video. But I think Josh, what you've done, and I've started doing this as well, is I'll just shoot a video of myself just with the normal video app and then attach it and send it as a text. And you did that the other day, you were in the car and just jammed for about three minutes instead of having to take the time to fix the text or do voice to text and there's a bunch of errors, the video fixes that or just the voice fixes that. So I think that was a really cool hack as well. Yeah, so I have, a, I have a personal assistant that lives in Michigan. Um, and she's been, uh, I, I hired her in like July. So we're going on six months. I've had, the only phone call conversation I've had with her was the phone call interview. 
Right. I mean, we, we've never <laughs> talked like, like, like I need her to do something. I screen record it. I yep. tell her what to do. Right. Well, then we archive it in, in a Trello board. So she always knows the steps for that thing. And we just communicate through Trello and, and, you know, through Slack and yep. channels there. Um, um, you conversations are such a time suck, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. So, um, I do like what, what is in whether it's home or business? Like what, what's like your, your favorite time saving app right now? Hmm. You know, I think it's silly um, just because it's such a cliche, but one of the things that's helped me stay congruent with my family and my business and my business partners is just Google, using all the Google products. So everyone in my organization uses Gmail. Uh, we all use Google calendar together. Uh, my wife and I have each other's calendars. Um, pretty much all the different Google products that syndicate we've been using and it's worked really well. So that, that's probably the biggest one for me. And then of course I talked about that gratitude app that I've been using. Notes has also been something big. So like if you're ever in a setting and someone recommends a book, the rudest thing you can do is just say, Oh cool. I'll, I'll have to get that book because they know you're going to forget it. Have a note on your phone. Josh, I have books from that you've recommended and any person that recommends a book to me, I add it to my notes and then I'll put the name of the person that recommended it. And sometimes that's how I'll decide which books to actually go buy or which ones not to. If it's a book I keep hearing over and over again, I'll buy it on Amazon right in front of them with that one click option. And just like, boom, I just bought it. Amazon would probably be one dude. Amazon's amazing. I do all my shopping. It takes two seconds. You click a button and you're done. Um, that would be a really good one. What about for you? Yeah. So I mean, I was going to say Amazon, right. Uh, um, um, you know, dude, it is insane. You know, uh, um, I was, I was telling my wife just this morning, I went home from the gym. I'm like, dude, like with where technology is getting, cause it's allowing us to be so efficient with things. I'm like, like we're getting the point. It's going to be like that movie Wally where like people just don't do anything. And then Fat people <laughs> in red Porsches yeah. driving around <laughs> sipping their diet. Coke. Yeah, right? Um, you know, but when it comes to apps, you guys, like I'll just, I'll just give you a, a, a couple examples. Right. So, you know, you look at like, now I, I try to meal prep and, and pack my meals and, and whatever, but there, there's the random day where, you know, I just don't have time or I, you know, just didn't plan correctly. And it was like DoorDash and Uber Eats. I do like, I don't ever go out to eat unless it's like with my wife for a date or something. I don't right. like, like, I mean, I'll eat, but I'll hit on DoorDash, bam, it's here in 20 minutes. And I'm able to work and be effective with it. Um, so, so, hey, you know, hey, that must be nice to live in Scottsdale. <laughs> Unfortunately, not all of our listeners have that in their area. Um, Uber, Uber Eats is only delivers to up to a mile from my house. So if I ever want to do Uber Eats, I have to drive a mile and meet them somewhere. Yeah. Or, or, you know, you can delegate it to like before, of course. you know, I mean, up until about a year ago, um, um, like I had a personal, like I, I hired a personal driver. It's like, I can pay this person 15 bucks an hour while I work and make 2,500 bucks an hour. Yeah. Right. right. So I didn't even, you know, like little things like that, like buying yourself more time. So, um, yep. uh, but when you think of this technology, like technology exists, you guys, to make your life easier. So, uh, um, like one that I, that my, even my wife, uh, that I use is, um, in, uh, called Instacart. Yeah, right. Well, we click on this app, go to the, all our local grocers where we shop from, we select the items, pick the time that it's going to show up at our house. Yeah, right. Um, and then when you think about it, it's like, I don't know, 12 bucks in our area um, um, per delivery, plus you got to tip the driver. So let's just say it costs us, you know, an extra 25 bucks, you know, between sure. tip and everything. Yeah, right. Well, when you go to the grocery store and you have 12 items, yeah, you don't ever walk out of the 12 items. You walk out of the 37, you know, right? Um, so it ends up saving you so much money and time because you get the shit that you, you know you want to get. Yep. You don't get the junk. Well, yeah, and you can have your base sold. order. You don't have to even rethink about it because you have your base order already in there preloaded. And then if you have additional items you have to add each month, you can add them in there, right? Yeah, yeah. So it just, um, you know, it just, just be very intentional with that. Like, because like, again, it's all time. 
like the, that's the only thing we have a limited amount of. There's no such thing as a limited amount of money. Time is the one thing. True. So whether it's, it, you know, like, like I'll talk to my wife about this. I'm like, dude, on your deathbed, are you going to wish that you did more dishes or vacuum more floors? Are you going to wish that you, you spent more time with your kids and this time? So yeah, I work a lot. I work 80 hours a week, you know, and, and, and like right now I've been working much more now, but on average it's 80 hours a week. But, but then the 41 hours a week I have left after sleep and working out, dude, it's all amazing quality family time because I've yeah. got everything else delegated, everything else automated, everything pushed out. Right. Um, so I work double what the average person does, but I guarantee you, I probably spend five times the amount of quality time with my family than they do. Yeah. Right. So if you do this intentionally, like you can have it all. I love it, dude. I think that's awesome. I, we've covered a lot of topics here. I uh, would love to invite your audience and of course mine to any of our upcoming events. Uh, we host an event every month, either regionally or in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, a big one that's coming up this summer is our team building summit. Would love to have you come out to that too, Josh. We'll talk about maybe getting you out there speaking. Uh, but the team building summit's June 24th through the 26th for aspiring team leaders, team leaders and broker owners wanting to take their business to the next level. We usually get about 100 to 200 people in attendance. It's going to be an awesome event. But you can find out all of our event information on our website, EliteRealEstateSystems.com. Uh, Josh, anything you would like to talk to my audience about today? Um, well, I mean, just, just check out the podcast, man, gsdmode.com. Um, you know, ours isn't centered around just teams. I mean, we bring in, you know, like I just had an agent on two weeks ago that um, um, it, last year full, as a full-time police officer um, and had a newborn baby, also sold 80 homes by Holy himself cow. with no assistant, right? So, you know, uh, um, I mean, we bring on, I mean, from mega team leaders, to, to individuate, but anybody that's just doing badass shit, right? Um, as well as we have some other entrepreneurs that aren't tied to real estate. So you know, it, it's a good, it's a good balance of, of between what Jeff's got compliments it well. And like I said, we've had Jeff on multiple times to so check that out. Um, and those, um, um, so with speaking of events, those of you that are in um, my mastery alumni, um, which this isn't a public event, this is 100% private, just to, just to our mastery alumni members, which are our bootcamp graduates, Jeff's coming out and is one of our guest speakers um, in May. So you definitely want to make sure you attend and, and check that out. So, Dude, I'm really looking forward to it, guys. I'm going to be diving deep into class, which is culture, lead gen, lead conversion, accountability systems and strategies for individual agents, teams, brokers, doesn't matter what you are. It's going to be awesome. And I appreciate that opportunity again, Josh. Yeah, badass. All you guys, well, thank you so much for watching and listening. And we'll have links to all the shit we just dropped plus <laughs> <laughs> uh, below. So um, all right, you guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll see you next time.